so part of the habit, part of what we wear uh, as Franciscans uh, is this, um, oh, let me stand up here. Do, 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 do. Got my rosary, got my rope called a cincture. So it's really handy if you break down, if your car breaks down on the road and you need to tie it to another car, but it probably would break, so don't recommend that. Well, we've got these three knots. The three knots represent the three vows that we as Franciscans make and a lot of religious, yeah, make these three vows. And, and priests also, uh, they will make promises that are basically the same ones and nuns do, do the same thing. It goes poverty, chastity, and obedience. The one I wanna to talk to you today about is chastity. No honey. No sweet thing. What does this mean? It means uh, don't get married, don't have committed relationship or partner or anything like that. I don't have kids, uh, don't engage in sexual intercourse or anything like that. Give that up. I have felt called to give that up for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of his kingdom. Lots of people's reaction to that is like, no. It could maybe even think, oh, that's, that's unnatural. Right, oh, that's not natural. They could be afraid it's like, oh, that's gonna go in a bad direction. And I would say you're right, it isn't natural, it's supernatural. If someone tries to live this just because they decide that they're gonna do this and it's not called, they don't have a calling from God, then there won't be grace to live it and it will be ugly. And that has turned ugly for lots of people. It is a grace, it's a calling from God and it in a sense doesn't make sense when I felt this call, I, I was four or five years old when I felt this desire to be a priest. And then it came back on my conversion when I was around 17. Even before that, when I wasn't really into my faith, there was still this desire to give myself totally to whatever spiritual pursuit I was pursuing at the time. And then after my conversion, it would come up really clearly in prayer, this call to be a priest. And I was having none of it, none of it. At the heart of it, the biggest reason was because I wanted to get married, wanted to have kids, wanted to have a wife, wanted to have a normal life, nice big fat income. Although to be honest, I didn't care about the income, but I would say mostly I was afraid that I couldn't be happy. If you really simplify it, I was afraid I couldn't be happy. I was afraid God wanted, you know, another, another uh, soldier in his army or a pawn on his chessboard. And it was about him and his chess game rather than me and my life and my happiness. So, of course, I had forgotten the fact that God loves me. He likes me a lot. And more than anything, when you love somebody, you want them to be happy. And that is most perfectly true of God. What he wants is you to be happy. And he knows better than you, better than me, what leads to our happiness. So when God was calling me to this, he was actually calling me to my greatest possible joy. But I didn't know that, so I'm freaking out. And eventually when I said yes, I said yes for a year. I said, oh, I'll give it a go for a year. Uh, all of a sudden, like literally all of a sudden, that day, this incredible peace entered my heart. Now, part of that was because I was fighting God and I was resisting and running away from what I knew that I was called to. So there was that. But then there was just this, like it went on for months, just this. It's like skateboarding in Tesco's, you know, on those smooth beautiful. So that sort of peace and, and a real gentle joy has kind of continued years and years later. So it doesn't make sense except for the fact that God is there providing this peace and this joy. He is fulfilling me and satisfying me. And that's kind of what the vow of chastity, the word to describe that is celibacy, because it means you live as a celibate. Everybody is called to a form of chastity. The form I'm called to is specifically celibacy. But celibacy is like a sign. God has set it up this way. It's a sign to the world and to the church that Jesus, that God, really is enough. That even in this life, you really can satisfy your heart. 
that his love is very real. It's a bit like uh, celibates are, are a whole pile of um, circus performers who are walking across a tightrope. The tightrope is invisible to a lot of people. Lots of people think these guys are psycho, but we're walking across this tightrope and the tightrope is God's love that he really is enough for us. Now, lots of us don't take the opportunity that our life of celibacy is to enter to the full depths of God's love, but it is available. I've certainly experienced it some, and I want to experience it more, living that life of faith that God truly, truly is enough for me and can satisfy me. The vow of chastity, as I said, everyone is called to chastity, but chastity means making a gift of yourself and especially making a gift of yourself through your sexuality. How you do that will vary tremendously, whether you're married or you're single or you're in like a vowed celibate life or some, some other form of life. It's going to hugely uh, differ. So that's the core of chastity. It's to, that you live as a gift for others through your sexuality. You don't live as a user of others, which unfortunately is often, even in marriage, is how people live their sexuality. This is a way that I can get stuff. And celibacy is a bit of a corrective on that. It's like the extreme version of saying, I want to live as a gift for others and I will make a sacrifice of all aspects of anything that could be ever construed as using. I'm going to make a sacrifice of that to make it totally clear that what everybody is called to is to live as a gift for others. If I happen to receive love from others, that's great, but it is to live as a way to love other people, to give away to other people. So what does all of this mean? Jesus did say, you know, there are, there are those who are called to this for the sake of the kingdom of God, called to be kind of eunuchs for the kingdom. He reveals in his coming and being celibate, he is in search of a bride and that on the cross he gave himself and in a sense married himself to each of us. And that's the place we receive grace, so the grace of the Eucharist and the grace of the baptism which flowed from his side. So his celibacy is a sign that he is looking for you. And then every priest and every religious in living their celibacy becomes a re-echo, a restatement of that bride that that again, Jesus, it's not just some dead, you know, saying no to this good thing. It's like, no, like sex and marriage and kids and wives and husbands is a really, really beautiful, good thing. It is like one of the most beautiful, holy things on the earth. And that's why celibacy is such a powerful statement. It's like the giving up of it for another is, is big. But even more than that, that every priest then becomes this advertising campaign from God to say that God is in pursuit of you and it's imaged in his priest. That the priest, not just he's not just a father, he's a, in a sense a bridegroom. He's, he is somebody who is here in the person of Jesus seeking after souls to bring them to that full intimate union with God. Now, is that lived every day by every priest? Probably not. But that's part of the heart of it. And I realize that's kind of rich, deep, thick theology. But I hope that is helpful for you to get some kind of a sense of, of what God is about with this very mysterious invitation that some people are called to. And just and to make it practical for yourselves, there are probably some listening who have experienced this call. And maybe it terrifies you like it terrified me, but it's still from God. And it could be a call to become a religious or a priest, or maybe even just to be single for the Lord. Don't be afraid, or at least don't let fear have the last word. God loves you, and when he calls us to something, it's always for our greatest happiness and joy, and so that we can bring happiness and joy to others. As best you can, may you talk to God about your fear, 
Ask him for the grace to keep going forward, to discern this well. You could say yes to whatever he asks you. If it is marriage, if it is celibacy, that you could just say yes and trust him and then experience the fullness and the fulfillment that comes from living for God and doing his will. It's been a blessing in my life. I know it will be a blessing in your life, whatever it is he calls you to. I hope this has been helpful. God bless you.